92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. I'm here with Bex Chilcott, a.k.a. Ruby Boots. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? It's very nice to have you here. It's a pleasure for me, too. Absolutely. Uh, you came a long way, I mean, originally from Perth, Australia to the mm-hmm. United States, and now you're living in Nashville, right? I am, yeah. How's Perth. Nashville treating you? Uh, Nashville's really great because it's kind of a similar um, size to Perth, oh, and it has, it? it's very spread out. It's a very similar vibe as well. Um, it doesn't have any ocean near it, so that's my only... Uh, um, qualm in the summer I feel very landlocked but mm-hmm. it's such a great place to tour from and and it, it on the east side there's a really tight-knit community on that side that I really enjoy being a part of and watching and yeah. all that kind of stuff lots of culture there lots of options on things to do yeah endless sort of yeah it's absolutely. A, it's amazing where do you hang out um well I like to eat a lot of food yeah so. <laughs> just wherever the food's at that's, yeah well, that's where I really at. like Dino's for burgers and must tacos for tacos and then I know where all my favorite uh flat whites are which mm-hmm. is an Australian coffee term coffee, yeah. which is really rare to get in uh in in, in the south mm-hmm. but there's one place called Dose that does a really spectacular flat white that I'm supremely impressed it's with. A, it's an amazing place I've been there recently. It's great isn't yeah, it? Yeah it's very good and uh not too far away from like the Grimey's record store and the that new area. Grimey's record yeah, the new store. One. I live right around the corner from there. Okay that's so a great I'm little super area. super lucky and yeah, my friends super run cool. a, a vintage store right there Anaconda as well which you yeah. should check out. Absolutely uh Tristan and uh Emma? Yeah. Swift? Very cool spot. Fellow Australian. Oh really? Uh-huh. Okay do y'all know each other from before? We met in Nashville actually where the old Mitchells used to be, mm-hmm. um, which was across the road from where it is now, and then we started to get to know each other in both countries. Cool. So, yeah. So when you're living in Nashville and hanging out, are you writing songs all the time, or are you... What is your focus on? Well, I've... I mean, I put the record out last year, so I've actually spent most of my time on the road since yeah. last February. Um, and Nashville is such a transient place. There are so many people coming in and out that are based there but are always on the road. So mm-hmm. I feel like um, that's definitely one side of it that's really present. Um, but now I've just kind of finished most of my touring off this record. So, you know, to, to be living in Nashville took a long, long time and a lot of effort to actually move to America. And that was all happening around the same time I put the record out. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I'm living in Nashville with my visa and and almost finished most of my touring for the record it's an exciting time for me because it's my home now and there's all these great writers and artists and people to collaborate with so it's just there at right. you know it's right at the doorstep so I'm really excited about that yeah we should mention of course that the record is called don't talk about it it's on bloodshot records a great record label um agreed what are you most proud of about that record now looking back um it's really hard for me to answer questions like that, but okay. I'm going to try and dig deep Let's into this. break it down, yeah. I mean, I'm at the end of, of what you would call an album cycle. Right. Um, I'm proud of the amount of shows that I played around the world. I played 
in Australia and Europe and UK and all over America. And uh, that it takes a lot of effort to, to play with bands around the world outside of where you live and where you're from. So I think that that's really the volume of shows is the main thing. But also on this last tour this, this year, I've been touring for the last two months. I was in San Francisco and Portland and Seattle and Denver. And I'd never been, I'd never played in the first three cities before. And there were people at the show singing the words. And, and yeah. when you come from Australia, you're like, holy shit. Am I allowed to say shit? I just said it twice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. One more time for good measure. Holy shit. Right. There's people at my shows singing the words. I, 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 for starters, I'm on the other side of the world. Uh -huh. And I know I live here now, but, you know, my, my home is still Australia in my heart. So it, it feels like it's come a long way from not even living in America. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's been really exciting. I think that's, that's the ultimate goal is seeing people at the music connect with people and uh seeing that happen here has been probably the best thing about it why did this album happen why yeah well you know i finished my last record cycle and i was always planning on writing another record i mean that's what we do mm -hmm. but i was awarded and the Nashville residency grant um, in Australia, and one person gets that a year, and I was the first female to, to receive the grant, and it, they give you some money to go and live in Nashville for three months and write or do whatever you feel is necessary for your career within the Nashville community. And that happened right as I finished a 23-day tour around America opening for one of my favorite Australian bands called The Waifs. And it just started rolling and fell into place from there. And uh, for a couple of months, it's been, you know, it's really interesting time to let all the dust settle after the, all the touring off the last record. Right. And I felt a lot of writer's block and I didn't really know what I wanted to say, but then I was just thrown into this incredible community of songwriters who were inspiring me. And that's how the first, the, this next record, Don't Talk About It started happening. And then it was just exciting, you know, and then it was like, oh, my God, I have to keep writing songs. This is great, you know. Right. So um, I wrote around 40-odd songs, maybe 45 songs in about nine months and, uh, and then just picked my favorites. <laughs> and you recorded it at Modern Electric Studios in, is that in Dallas? In Dallas. With Bo Bedford? Yeah. How was that? Yeah, it was incredible. It was so much fun. I... I you know, my last record was fun, but it was done over nine months and it was very, it was done with a lot of different people and lots of different bands. And so I was a little bit uh, nervous about going in and doing the record in two weeks, mm -hmm. you know, with the, with one band. But that's how I wanted to do it because I wanted to do it a very different way than I did it last time. Yeah. And Bo was the perfect person to do it. He, he's so energetic and he's such a great guide and he's so talented and he totally respects my thoughts and feelings of direction and, and, and what, if it's something's not feeling right, we'll flesh it out. But it just really was like sailing and it, it was just off and running. It was really great. And the, all the players on the record just did an exceptional job. So I was pretty stoked. And how did you get it on Bloodshot Records? Um, I sent them the record. And they liked it. Yeah. That's simple enough. Yeah. I but think that's how it went. Yeah. I mean, that's what they've told me. So. Yeah. Well, they're a great record label. Based out of Chicago? Chicago. So it's kind of like a second home almost now, yeah. you know.
Very cool. So the music videos that came out in support of that album were very uh -huh. interesting as well. And I'm curious about, um, I know there was Don't Talk About It, the title track. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's start there. Okay. Yeah, well, music videos, I feel like this record was my my chance to personally redeem myself from all the things that I kind of didn't know what I was doing on the last record. And the mu I swear I hated making music videos on the last record. They just felt like very daunting and, and I couldn't visually figure out what I wanted to do, you know. And it's such a, you have to do it. But I, I kind of felt like I just wanted to write and record music, you mm -hmm. know. There's all this other stuff that comes with it. And I was really learning about that on the first record. And this record, I wanted to, ha to have them say something, you know, for the most part. And Don't Talk About It was definitely, I mean probably the boldest one but I don't really see something as that like uh, as the messages in in don't talk about it as bold I just see them as normal life mm -hmm. but for some people it might be perceived as bold um but I just you know we we played on the title of uh the album and we kind of thought okay well we'll do things in the video clip that might make some people feel uncomfortable that don't perceive things the way that maybe I feel like they should mm -hmm. um, and and just play on that and, and show that the, this is just, you know, we should, this is okay to talk about. This, right. is, this is where we're at and everyone deserves basically to live their lives the way that they want to live their lives without judgment. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I really stand by that um, way of thinking and feeling in life and that, that's what I wanted to come out in the video clip. And then Believe in Heaven? Uh, Believe in Heaven was like my, a world of desire. You know, I wanted to create this. The song really is about a woman's desire and, and both sides of that feeling slightly questioning, guilty, should she be feeling like this, but really just in the end saying, well, I'm just going to own every every part and every side of my desire. And I kind of wanted the video clip to have that kind of power and visually and maybe I achieved it. I don't know. <laughs> I think so. Okay, great. <laughs> it sounds like you're dealing with, you know, empowerment and with not being, you know, so compartmentalizing of your personality type, but letting it shine. Yeah. And not hiding maybe things that you're ashamed of. Yeah. Having all of the, every side of, of life or, you know, uh, a realm of, of your personality or feeling or pathway that you want to go down internally just out there, okay, you mm -hmm. know, it's, and accepted. Is that, that is that well received in Australia versus the United States? Do you notice a cultural difference in acceptance? Oh, I mean, you mean overall the, or with the video clips or? Uh, overall, but specifically with the video clips, I guess, uh, thinking, you know, just, you know, many viewers probably aren't aware of what sort of the mindset in Australia is, and I know that it's diverse and everything, so it's a tough question to answer maybe, but... I mean, if I may be as so bold, but I feel like Australia, it's a smaller country, but from, from where I stand, is going through as much of a crisis as it is here, where I feel like mm -hmm. there's a very severe separation. Mm -hmm. And that's and so maybe 50% will see the visuals and feel okay about that, and 50% won't. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like there's, there's a lot of common, common space between the two countries mm -hmm. in real life and, you know, 
viewing the video clips, if that isn't too ambiguous that makes sense. of an answer. Mm -hmm. Well, culture in a way, I mean, especially amongst places like Australia and the United States, it's such a global world we're living in with the internet and everything now mm -hmm. that it's hard to maybe differentiate. Mm -hmm. It's almost the same in a way. Yeah, and yeah. I, <laughs> I don't want to go too far down a path of of, uh, of political or moral views mm -hmm. when because I mean there there is essentially touches of that within some of the video clips so so they can watch and see for themselves yeah make their own decisions yeah and right leave a comment absolutely so you're working now with Indianola a little bit. You guys have been touring around and made a song together. It's very cool on Bloodshot Records. Um, mm -hmm. Tell me about your experience with working with Owen Beverly and uh, some of the other guys in that band. Well, my experience with writing that song, Owen and I actually worked on that song as an isolated project and, okay. and it, it's really nothing but positive. I, I was feeling like I had a lot of writer's block and we thought that we would just collaborate and do something to celebrate touring together mm -hmm. um, in May. And he had a really great idea with the sentiment of the song, I might be losing my mind and some chorus lines. And and it just, it felt like ev everything just like sucked together and yeah. just kind of moved forward as a united force, if that makes sense, yeah. which is... Which is really what ideally what you want out of a collaboration. They don't all go that way, and that kind of happened from the songwriting process to the record and you know the final recorded version of it. I mean, I was lucky enough that Owen's as talented as he is that he played um, all of the instruments apart from the drums. My friend Cole Sharp played the drums, but he produced and and mixed and played all the other instruments on the song, but. You know, and just seeing that come to life and, and really sharing that vision and seeing him execute that. We talked about where we wanted it to go. It was it was really beautiful to watch and, and I feel really proud of everything that we did together and everything that he did and, and I think we're gonna do some more stuff like in it. June and July. Cool. <laughs> so reflecting back over this tour cycle and everything, what were some of the highest points for you? Uh probably I feel like the West Coast tour that I just did was a really exciting mm -hmm. time for me, um, just because I hadn't, I hadn't been out there, and to see people at the shows, you know, with their responses was, I feel like that was the most exciting thing that happened. I mean, not to dismiss any of the other shows or anything like that, but that was a really special. That Northwest kind of area was, mm -hmm. I was like, where did these people? come from you know and one really great show as well I, it all comes down to the shows for me you okay. know that live experience yeah it, it totally does and that's where I get my kicks and mm -hmm. so and one really great show was in Minneapolis um we played opening for Low Cut Connie in November oh, cool. I love those guys and it was at First Avenue and and you know there was there was a lot of people at the show and it was such a great venue and the sound guy was awesome and he gave me chocolate before the show and I was there's just all these tiny little things that and then there was like 1300 people there and you know and they're loving it and it's 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 that's that's why like I feel like in this game I'll call it because it feels like a game sometimes you're always looking for the whys in a way, you know, it has to be, there has to be an internal why at all times. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, I think you're doomed. But 
essentially sometimes, and maybe it's just me and I'm guilty of it, but you're looking for like, oh, why? Why am I in a van for 13 hours tomorrow? <laughs> you know? And then you get to Minneapolis and there's like 1,300 people screaming and, and it's, it's, it's the best. It just can't be beat, you know. So, so stuff like that was, was really rewarding on this, on this tour. That's really cool. Yeah. And then we went back to Minneapolis just a couple of Sundays ago and there was a fraction of those people there, but it felt like there was 1,300 people there. Most of them were at that show, you know, so it's, yeah. it, it's not the size of the audience. It's, it's, you know, it's the feeling that, that is received from, from what you're looking down on, you know. How about fashion? What, what kind of role does that play in your... Uh, fashion. The whole experience for you i feel like my only fashion now is this red jacket that red jacket i all think you need. it's honestly yeah i just leave it at that i think it's that's it i've hit a jackpot very cool <laughs> well we're excited to see what's next for you ruby boots um anything you can tell us about yeah i'm gonna start writing my next record which i'm excited about i think i'm in chicago next month so okay. that's pretty exciting okay well we'll be watching looking out for it thanks for having me absolutely thank you appreciate it 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.